Welcome to season three of the Iceman Kicking Podcast. My name is Brett Arkellian. Kick your feet up, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Iceman Kicking Podcast. They call me the Airbnb was just like, our coaching staff was getting prepped up like, hey, Netflix and the cameras are going to be here, so don't be trying to do too much. We ended up playing them, and we ended up winning. Welcome, specialists. Coaches, dads of kickers, moms of punters, relatives of long snappers, and dogs that shag kickoffs. Shout out, Corey, to the Iceman Kicking Podcast. It's the show with cold questions and even cooler guests. And I'm your host, Brad Kellyan. I'm joined today by one of the most successful kickers in UC Davis history. A two-time All-Big Sky Conference Team Award winner. He led the team in scoring with 90 points. Converted 19 of 25 field goals in uh, fall of 2021, including hitting a game winner at Tulsa to upset. Gomez finished his career on fire, making 15 of 15 field goals after a rough start. Uh, was perfect three for three in four different contests uh, and led the big sky in points. He had 19 field goals in 2021 and set school records in both seasons for most made field goals and in 2022, most consecutive made field goals. My guest and one of my favorite players I've ever coached, Isaiah Gomez, welcome to the show. Appreciate you having me on the show. Man, we're fired up. We're fired up. And we're fired up about the um, your whole draft process and going through everything. But take us back a little bit, IG. All right, when was the first time you saw the Iceman Kicking podcast in person? I heard there's a certain situation that came up uh, in the meeting room. <laughs> uh we definitely um you know we heard about Iceman and, and his podcast and it was uh, it was hot at the time and it's hot right now so you know we definitely heard about this little jingle that he had at the beginning of the podcast so uh you know we did a little search uh we had our long snapper go up and who was the long snapper was it tony yeah tony 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 Villarreal. yeah yeah so he did it up there and i uh, you know gave him a proper introduction so uh, it was definitely a jingle, definitely a bop. So I, I walk in the the office or in the meeting room, and this was like I had only been there for what a month or something like that, <laughs> yeah. not, not long or something. It was during spring ball, and I see like uh, David Aker's face, like huge on the screen, and I'm like, man, I, I like I like David Aker's. I'll listen to what this guy's got to say, and then all of a sudden it flashes to my face, and I'm like, uh oh, what is going on here? And the kids are dying they're getting into it they're dancing i'm like holy shit they got a whole nice man kicking podcast but this is how we just how we bring them on this is how we if we have a new uh special teams guy we you know coach so we kind of like you know like the best with them a little bit but yeah that's how we show our love so oh it's a great it's a great group man i'm really proud to have been able to represent uc davis and work with you guys uh we start with a heavy hitter section brought to you by the kickers bible do you mind if we do a heavy a heavy hitter section ig okay You've been killing it at these pre-draft. Uh, for those of you that don't know, when kickers are trying to get an opportunity in the NFL, they've got to do a lot of different camps and showcases where they work with different kicking coaches. You went to Jamie Cole's professional uh, showcase and also uh, Zoner's uh, professional showcase where you work out with a bunch of different guys trying to get a shot. And you won the kickoff uh, portion at Cole, Jamie Cole's and won the field goal section at um, Zoners. This is a huge accomplishment, especially when you're competing with guys from Notre Dame, uh, South Carolina, 
some big power five programs. Why do you think you've had that success after being a little known name in the, in the kicking industry? I mean, uh, I mean, biggest thing I would definitely say is just like God at the end of the day. I mean, God gives me strength all the time. I just give him praise for sure. So, I mean, for my success, I wouldn't be here uh, without him. So, but I think a lot of things, uh, a lot of it came from proper preparation. You know what I mean? So just putting in that off season work, putting in, you know, work by yourself. Sometimes as a kicker, it can get a little lonely. So like, you know, you're by yourself sometimes kicking, but you got to take the right steps. Um, definitely people that will help me along the way. Um, I keep coach up here in Sacramento, you know, Doug Chavis, you know, um, Shout out Chavis. at professional kicking services. So I definitely have just been working with him a lot since man, high school, senior year of high school. So he's definitely been a big part in my journey um, and in my success for sure. And then obviously recently I've been working with John Carney down in SoCal, um, which is, he's been a lot big part in my success in my journey as well. So um, I think just, you know, being able just to work hard. Um, and like I said, proper preparation. Yeah. I, I like what you said about that. You are definitely, when I, what I realized IG when I met you is that this guy is a pro in everything that he does. You know, you come to a smaller school. I'd been at Virginia tech expecting guys to be goofing around, you know, and doing their own thing, but you were really professional in the way you handled it. You had the mentality a professional mentality and you were all business when you're on the field, you like to joke and have fun, but you were all business. What is that like though? You know, take us through the mind of an FCS kicker when he's going to Carney or he's going to compete with these guys and you've heard of these guys, you've seen them on TV and they've got these huge legs. How are you not overwhelmed um, and intimidated by them? I mean, you got to believe in yourself. You know, I mean, kicking is like a big investment pro like process. Like you got to invest in yourself. I mean, that's just with any position. So when you step into the room, like, yeah, you know, they, these dudes got, they got a big name in the in the kicking world but at the same time you're here to compete you know i mean that whole my whole just motto is just like i just need an opportunity uh because i know that i can compete with those dudes you know it's not really as a cocky thing but it's more like you got to be confident in the kicking world especially as a kicker because you know your mental game is important so um i think just stepping into that process stepping into that environment was just like i'm like i'm blessed to be here let's have some fun and let's kick you know what i mean like i'm i'm, I'm ready to perform yeah, let it rip. Well, it's, it is really cool because I will say this off the top is I knew you had the potential. The coaching staff knew that. And even when you went through some hard times, you answered back in a big way, 15 for 15, setting a school record. In my eyes, that is a better sign for future NFL kickers that they can come back from hard times and answer. So that, that goes a long way. So talk to us a little bit about your background. You know, you saw your parents uh, come from very humble beginnings and struggle and and really work hard and make themselves uh, and their family successful and who you are today. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, um, both my parents didn't have like the most lavish lifestyle growing up, um, but, you know, they worked hard at what they did and, you know, they had a family to, you know, to provide for. So I think they're just their work ethic, you know, they just really, they had a great work ethic. And I, so you know, my dad being able to work at a spot for 20 plus years, um, my mom building up her own business, um, you know, to create a better lifestyle for me and my brothers. So I just think seeing that growing up and not everything is sunshine and rainbows, but, you know, being able to see how they handle situations, you know, how they handled, you know, the um, I would say the, you know, the platform they were given at the start and then kind of just 
reverting to a better situation. I think it was just very inspirational um, to be able to follow my dreams. And so, you know, they pushed me. They saw potential in me. Uh, they supported me and they continue to support me um, as long with, um, you know, with my wife as well. So um, just very blessed to be able to have a, you know, big support group around me. Um, you know, at first I was a big soccer dude. So, you know, growing up, I was like a big soccer dude. I've been like, since four years old, I started playing soccer and I played all the way up until my senior year. I played, you know, travel ball. Um, and then junior year came around and the kid and the football coach, said, Hey, do you want to kick? You know, if I kind of always had this like strong leg as a kid. So I was just like, you know what? You know, why not? You know, my dad was like, you should try it. You know, go ahead and try it. And so I was like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I was like, I'm not sure because I love soccer. So I just gave it a shot. And my junior year was very successful, came with a lot of accolades. Um, obviously, football just grew on me, you know, the game. So I was just, you know, I, I saw that was another avenue for college. Um, only like a handful of people from my family graduated from college. So that was like a big thing in my family, just to be able to like go to college and especially to be able to go to college like, you know, on a scholarship and not have to pay, you know, it was also a huge thing as well. Um, so, you know, I think it was just another avenue. So I was, you know, I took it as a chance and uh, ran with it. Senior year was a heart, little heartbreak because I had to break up with soccer a little bit. So, um, you know, it was kind of tough, but at the same time, you know, I love football a lot. So I had to realize, be, you know, get real with myself and say like, if I'm gonna take, if I'm, if I'm gonna try to run with football, I gotta really just focus on football and kicking. So that's what I did. And I, you know, I ended up getting connected with uh, Chavis, my coach up here. And man, he's just helped me along the way so much. So, um, you know, went through the JUCO process. You know, not everybody wanted out of high school, not everybody wanted to kind of uh, go to JUCO. And I didn't want to either, but I'm so grateful for junior college. I yeah, mean, talk, talk a little bit about that IG. You're, and I talked to Chavis recently and he was comparing another guy to you and saying, you know, he just didn't feel like he, wanted to make that jump or was ready at that time what was your recruiting process like in high school and why did you choose to go to american river college yeah so you know obviously being new to football like recruitment recruiting was different a little bit than soccer was i mean um yeah they would hit you up but i mean coaches had a big play like big role in your in your recruiting process too so um i think coming out of i only played two years of football i was kicking for only two years so it kind of made it hard for coaches to kind of take a shot on me so um but I think that you know I had a couple workouts out of high school but they were more walk-on and I mean you know, I had to sit down with my coach and I was saying hey like you know my kicking coach at the time or my kick coach currently uh Chavis I had to sit down with him a little bit and we talked and we're like you know you know junior college might not be the you know worst route you know and definitely wasn't the worst route I think it was more beneficial than anything so what, uh, what were the schools do you remember what school yeah, so, out of high school yeah out of high school so they were both like one of them like uc davis was like a more of a walk-on corral situation sac state showed interest but didn't really um wasn't really like pursuing so i was like you know i had to sit down i was like maybe you know i just need a developmental year maybe a couple of years to develop myself you know strength wise mentally and maybe even just to get acclimated to college too you know obviously you know it's not all about football it's educating myself as well so um that's why i did you know america river hit me up they were like hey we would love for you to come we're interested we love you for you to come to to american river and i was like yeah i'll do it let's do it you know it was kind of it was hard at first but being there was the best you know decision i made so yeah 
rewind it rewind it a little bit here and you're talking about your parents and seeing them work you, you said they're from humble beginnings where were they from originally uh my mom's from orange county uh she grew up diff like so she grew up in paramount and a little bit of her lifestyle in irvine you know she has split household my dad's from um, sacramento He's, he grew up in meadowview which is like in the south part of sacramento um so they you know definitely just had a lot of uh interactions with some bad stuff um so which kind of like you know prepped them to create a lifestyle better for us so yeah and you said your mom had to had to work hard on huh? she built her own what is it business yeah so she's a cpa so she does taxes so gomez county so she built her own she built her own uh business for sure so that's impressive and especially from those home beginnings and your dad had to work his way up too huh you said he worked for 25 years who do you work for he went to he worked at uc davis medical center so um, in sacramento so he's a uh, he worked his way up he was a dish like in the food like dishwasher at first washing dishes and then he worked his way up to purchasing for all the hot for the hospital so he bought all the food for the hospital for the patients for babies, everything like that, you know, work with the nutritionist, make sure the patients had the correct food, um, you know, make sure everything was organized so that when nurses or nutritionists came down that, you know, they could find the food correctly as well. Wow. That's awesome. And it's cool that they worked from that, those humble beginnings to give you guys something better. You know, what did that, those experiences teach you and who was your role model in life? Like who really inspired you? That's a great question, honestly. Um, I mean, they definitely were a huge role model as well, like in my life. Um, I mean, man, there is like a lot. I mean, I think that, yeah, I would say them for sure. I think they were definitely like a huge part and like a role model in my life too, just because like I seen that, you know, I seen that how humble they were, you know what I mean? So I think that kind of showed me like, oh, like, you know, some people I always mean, like, don't be a brat, but like be humble for what you got because they didn't have a lot growing up. So that showed me to appreciate the little things. And so, um, you know, me, me and my pops, you know, we were definitely like for sure close. So he just like, he was my hype man. Both of them were, both of them were like my hype man. Like, you know what I mean? Like they were just like hyping me up or whatever I did. So I was definitely appreciative of that. Like they just supported me in my dreams. So, um, but you know, yeah, I think that growing up during that time, for sure, them. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That That is pretty cool. So you're talking about JUCO, right, and making it to American River. Tell us what your last season there, what your stats were like, and what the recruiting process was. Remember, COVID was a thing at that time where it was becoming a theme, right? So, yeah. so talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so the one year I played was in 2019. Um, gray-shirted the first year there at – in 2018 for the 2018 season um and then following year i ended up getting the starting position at place kicker and kickoff or kicked off a little bit actually it was just mainly place kicker so um ended up having another successful you know successful season um the coaching staff there is just unbelievable you know what i mean just like the strength staff all the way up to the head coach everybody there is just like unbelievable talent unbelievably talented and how they run their program is just awesome so I say that, you know, AR really built me to who I am today, like athletic wise, you know, and mentally um, and work ethic too. Um, definitely improved me. And like, you know, obviously in my, in my abilities. Um, 
you know, it was just a great, it was a great process. And I just never would ever take that back. You know, I would never go back and try to change that because it's just part of my journey. It's part of my process, part of what God had planned for me. So I'm just very grateful for them and, you know, grateful for the, the family over there. So, um, but yeah, no, so the, the 2019 season was definitely a successful season. I ended up doing pretty, I ended up doing really well, um, getting named all NorCal, re, all region NorCal. Um, and, you know, as a kicker. Um, and then I also ended up becoming first team all conference. Um, so ended up leading the conference, actually. Um, had a really big game that was against Laney. I, I don't, if people know out there, last chance you. Last uh, chance you, Laney College. Your boy was on there. So Okay, on there. And what did yeah, you do that uh, game? It was, the Laney, it was the Laney game. So when Laney played us in 2019, um, everybody was just like, our coaching staff was getting prepped up like, hey, Netflix and the cameras are going to be here. So don't be trying to do too much because, you know, AR, Juco route, like some people don't know, like, yeah, we're like a team, we're a family. Um, but, you know, everybody's trying to grind and everybody's trying to get out and go to the next level. So, um, so it, our coach was like, keep your heads on straight. So we ended up playing them um, and we ended up winning just by all field goals, beating them. I think it was uh, 15 to 12. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we ended up, you know, I went, yeah, okay. five for five. So I ended up going long five. Long of what? Five. Huh? Long of what that game? What was your long? Uh, of that game? Wow. Yeah, long forty-five. So, um, yeah, it'll go on five. Four. I actually could have been six for six, unfortunately, uh, but ended up one of them ended up getting blocked, and so, but it's fine. We still ended up winning the game. It was a big time. It was a big for sure. I wasn't even. I think throughout that process, though, as me as a kicker, as like growing up too, like my mental was just like, all right, like just stay focused, type of thing. Like, and I realized as becoming a kicker, like you got to just stay focused. Like, go out there, have fun. You know what I mean? Like, don't worry about the cameras. Like. Afterwards, I didn't realize till later, like, dang, like this last chance, this is about to be on Netflix. So I think that afterwards, I was like pretty like hyped up about it. But at the time, I was like, this is business. You know what I mean? Yeah. This, like a, this business trip. Did uh, they give you uh, some some FaceTime on there? They interview you after? I love that. Personally, a little story about that. I just, I'm, I'm a JUCO guy, too. And that's why I really pull for the JUCO guys. I was at Fresno City College. Yes, uh, sir for a year um so i i understand just like you're talking about it's very cutthroat right like you can't get injured uh you have to play on a team that accentuates your abilities or uplifts your abilities utilize you for example you're a wide receiver you need to play on a team that throws the ball and throws the ball a lot right if you're a kicker you need to be on a team that kicks the ball a lot and that's what arc really does and i i really respect that um about them um so I understand that that grind a little bit, but it's funny when the first season came out last chance you, I was at UT Martin in West Tennessee, and there's one of the academic scenes where my buddy Marcus was on uh, the episode, and so he's sitting there talking, and this is 2016. I run out of my room. This is during fall camp, and I go, Marcus, you're you're a Netflix star, dude. You're a movie star. Like what is going on? And he's got this thick Memphis accent. And he goes, Nah, man. I was just chilling. I was just hanging out in there. And I was like, dude, that was, it blew my mind. And I love that series. I had friends hit me up saying like, Hey, this is you, man. This is the grind you went through. Now, you know, as well as I do, California JUCOs don't offer scholarships. So the grind's a little different. Most guys live at home or they have to get an apartment and like three or four guys are living together because expense wise, you don't have any money. Um, but when the Laney, uh, last chance you season came out. Oh, I, I was all about it. I loved it. And that head coach is a great guy. I met him at the coaching convention this year. And, 
And uh, yeah, so that's really cool that you're on that. I'm definitely going to have to go back and, and find it and screenshot yeah, it. Definitely got one little, I know, I was kind of like, I wasn't butthurt, but I was like, it's, it's what it is, because it, it wasn't really for ARCs, but I was like, dang, I didn't even get a shout out or nothing, but I definitely got a clip in there of me shaking one of my snappers' hands because I was like, you know, obviously I can't do anything without my field goal unit, you know what I mean? It's not just me out there, so, you know, 10 other dudes, so. And that's what that's what I want to reinforce too. I just and being your coach, I understand like you're such a humble guy. It's always we before me, um, and I really appreciate that. I think the group really thrived on that mentality, and they were better because of it. We were always helping each other out, and you set the tone for that. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're stronger together at the end of the day. Like you, if you're out there by yourself, yeah. you ain't gonna win. You know, you need everybody. You need everybody up to the coaching staff. Like. You know what I mean? So it's not just a, it's not an individual game. I think that's what I like. I loved about football a lot is like everybody was together. Like soccer was a little bit different because you can be pass me the pass, pass me the ball. You know what I mean? I want to score goals type of thing. Like very, it could be individualistic, but soccer, it was very more like cohesive team oriented. Like, so that's what really grew up on me, like with football. So I think that like really just kind of grew up on me. That's why I, I ended up falling in love with football so hard. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's it's definitely shown in, in your success shows, you know, what you've gone through and made you only better. So talk a little bit about now you get to UC Davis, um, you know, talk about that experience kicking at UC Davis and, and then yeah. briefly talk about how did it prepare you? How is it preparing you for the NFL draft or an NFL experience? Yeah, so um, getting to UC Davis was another, you know, milestone as well. Like, obviously, like you said, COVID hit. Like, coming out of my JUCO year, like, and recruiting was hard because a lot of people usually, coaches would come and see you in person because of COVID. You know, everybody was doing virtual. So I really yeah, had. There was probably a thought in your mind that you weren't going to be able to keep playing, right, because of COVID. I mean, it was hard for sure. I definitely wanted to. I think I would, uh, if anything, I would have had to go back. But obviously, I was like, I think it's for me, time for me to move on. But um, I really had to be my own advocate. You know, I had, I tell you, I'm not even playing. Like I had a spreadsheet on Excel, Co teams I wanted to go to, schools that needed a kicker, you know, their, the coaches, the special team coaches, um, if it maybe even the offensive coach, you know, the, the DFO sometimes like their name, their at, like not their address, but their, their email, their Twitter, like their Twitter handle, like social media handle, everything, their, their number, like I had it all like on a spreadsheet and every week I would go down it. I would just hit my film. I would go out there, make film, cut it up, you know, obviously give my introduction at the beginning of the film. Hey, my name is Isaiah Gomez. This is you know my year, my weight, my stats. And then I would create that film, you know, go down every week and send it out. Boom, 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 boom. And just like click up with them every year, every week, every week. I would just hit them with hit them up again. Hey, you know, like to hear back from you, can't wait to hear back from you type of thing and just continue to hit them up. Like sometimes you have to be annoying at that process, but like, you know, and some, I got some hits from some schools a little bit and, you know, Davis was definitely one of them. That's, you know, that's really cool that you're talking about that. Cause a lot of people ask me about the recruiting process and I'm lucky enough to, you know, got to be the director of player personnel at Davis there and kind of run recruiting for a while. But that's something that I think, is really cool IG, that she did the spreadsheet and being organized with it because it's not about there is a portion of it that is about hitting up at, you know as many schools as you can but at the end of the day you got to find schools that match your vibe right where you could see yourself going that need a specialist um and then 
really attacking those schools. So finding your top 20, right, and keep going to them. Maybe it's nearby. Maybe it's a dream school somewhere far away. But then making really – the most annoying thing for coaches is seeing a general, hey, coach, this is blah, 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 you know, like that they send out to everybody. So you doing that and you being focused with that is – that's really cool. So it was definitely a grind. Um, I'm grateful for it too, because it kind of built me to have opportunity to lead other guys that are maybe in my position too. Um, you know, like, hey, if you ever need help, it doesn't matter what position you are at the end of the day, recruiting's the same. So it's like, um, obviously, you know, some some positions get a little bit more exposure, right? You might have a little bit more game film that are more attractive than kickers. Unfortunately, kickers specialists are just at the bottom. Like it's we haven't kind of got to crawl up. So um but yeah, anyway, so uh, going through COVID, um, obviously my girlfriend at the time, you know, was uh, she moved back to Sacramento. She went to school down in Southern California. So um, she moved up back to Sacramento um, and we we're just talking like, man, it would be so great. Like if, you know, if I could go to Davis, like that would be a great opportunity. And this was before they even hit me up. And I was like, yeah, that would be great because I'd be close and we don't do long distance stuff like that. Right. And um, I'll be obviously close to family too. They come out to see games. And so we're going, we're going through it. I'm still going through the process. Um, and then May, I think it was like May came around. And I, I'm not even joking. I talked about this in March, like March. Like I, and I hit him, I hit him up in January, but May came around and they seen, you know, like they had a, like one of the kickers ended up quitting. Spot opened up. They hit me up. Hey, we're very interested in you. Coach Hawk called me. Can you can you recite the Aggie theme song? I was like, I'm willing to learn. <laughs> like, like it was. I was like, okay. Um, so they they definitely were interested. I was just kind of blown away because I'm like, dang, like God is crazy. You know what I mean? Like He's just creating the opportunity for me. So yeah. anyway, they were like, hey, it's not a scholarship opportunity. It's a walk on. But you know, and I was like, I, hey, you guys are interested. That's all I can ask for. As long as I got an opportunity, I'm good because I don't have no problem competing. And, you know, it's like my whole life, like I don't, I just need an opportunity. That's it. So um, I went in, ended up like me and my coach, me and Chavis, we're just talking like, hey, man, like take it one step at a time. Go in, make the summer squad, make this, make the team first. Go in, make the team. All right. Now time to make time to like, you know, get the starting job. I ended up working, getting the starting job. And then obviously we didn't play our fall season. Um, because of COVID, got, right? This is fall 2020. Yeah, fall of 2020 because of COVID. We ended up playing a spring season, which was like spring 2020, but we played in 21, spring of 21, like four or five games. Ended up having a really good um, season, only missed one field goal. I think we had, I had like five for six or four for five. Um, and then after that, so our way it works is like we have a quarter system. So after our, my winter quarter, there was a spring quarter, and ended up getting an email, hey, you're putting on full ride for a spring quarter. I was like, I was like, oh, snap. Like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, um, That's how it's way, huh? He, he, yeah. puts it, he puts in an email or whatever. Yeah, he yeah. He doesn't even make a big old thing. He's like, I don't like to make a big thing, which I was like, respect it. I was like, that's fine. I don't, I'm not even, I'm just grateful. Like, I'm so, like, just blessed. So, um, obviously, I ended up getting married in 2020. So. My wife at the time, my wife, like uh, when I got the email, I was like, babe, like, I think I just got a scholarship, like whatever. We're hyped going through it. Um, obviously, I talked to coach. He's like, you know, might not like this is just for the spring. 
And I was like, that's fine. Like, I'm not even, I'm just willing, I'm here to work and I'm here for the team. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, I, he's like, I'm going to put you back on though. It might not be there in the fall, but we'll put you back on the winter. And I was like, that's fine. You know, I'm here, I'm here to perform. I'm here to just like, you know, I'm here for the team. So, and um, he ended up, you know, obviously we had the game of Tulsa, which was great, but I like, you know, I had a really successful game and the, like, uh, I think it was our DFO at the time. He goes, Hey, have you checked your, like, it was at the end of the game. So he goes, have you checked your email? And I was like, no. And I was like, I have it. And I guess like, this was two days before the game. Um, so he goes, all right, you probably should check it. And I was like, okay, this is like two days before the game. I didn't even know the email was sent to me, but this is now after the game and I check it and I'm back on full ride for the rest of my time, my career at Davis. So man, I was just like, God, thank you. Like, this is like, I would not be here without him. Um, and obviously me and my wife, I was just like thanking her that she was just with me with the, the ride, you know, obviously celebrate with her, celebrate with my parents. Um, and it was just, it was a great, it was a great experience. You know what I mean? Um, playing at that level, you know, now that we're going, like, obviously what you asked, how to prepare me for the NFL, you know, I think that just playing at that level is just like something that's like, I can't even, the atmosphere, like playing at these different schools, playing at your own school and having the stadium build out, like some of the atmospheres are just unforgettable. And so um, I think just like that preparing me mentally for like big crowds and how to handle yourself in front of big crowds, you know, big stadiums, you know, people are just relying on you to make points at the end of the day. It's like, you know, you you got to really be able to drown that sound out like around you. And you're going to, and people know this, kickers know this, that there's D-line on the other team on the other side trying to block your your field goal and they're talking to you like talking trash or whatever trying to get your attention so you really have to focus and so it's not just the audience talking trash to you but it's the team on, it's what's on the field what's too. the funniest thing ig that you've heard on the field that a defensive lineman has said or you know something about your your mom or something or your brother yeah, no, no nothing about my mom for sure no that that but that's funny though because i really don't know because like i said I really did drown out like the sound. Like I really went deaf for like a couple seconds. You know what I mean? So, um, but you know, it was just regular stuff sometimes before, like if I'm walking out, you're gonna miss, you're gonna miss. Why right, why left, whatever. They'll just throw anything out there. Um, you know, 48, you like you suck, like type of thing. Fans, oh, you're gonna you're gonna hit this one. Like, but as I was on the sideline warming up to kick. Oh, you're, yeah, no, that's a miss. Like, as I'm kicking into the net, I'm like, bro, you, you're just trying to, like, I just laugh because it's just hilarious to me. Like, they really try to get into your head. Well, but I the, thought it was so funny. Yeah, and the cool thing is it never really affected you, you know. It's something we talked about, too, a lot. And shout out to Brian Jackson for putting me on to the movie, The Legend of Bagger Vance, the golf movie, right, with Matt Damon. Oh, bro, yeah, yep. And yep. Will Smith, and you know, we've watched that so many times. That was our ritual on, what, Thursdays or Fridays? Um, I think it was Fridays because Fridays was like the day before and we really just, but it's exactly what you said, right? It's in, in the clip, he's, you know, blocking everything out. And I think it's so cool because everything around the fairway gets blurry, right? And every, you know, uh, you know, the sound goes out and that's exactly what you're saying. And that's how locked in you are. I mean, I remember hearing about Adam Vinatieri when he walks on the field, everything's blocked out. You know, like it's his three foot space. And what you described 
is the exact same mentality. Um, I definitely, I definitely grew um, even more at my time with Dave at Davis. You know what I mean? Like there were times where I was put under pressure, you know, and I was successful. There was times I wasn't, you know, I had my best games. Sometimes I had my worst games, but like you said at the beginning, like I learned how to bounce back from that, like, and mentally, like this last season didn't have like the best start, but you know, that middle, like, you know, that one game, against Montana State like I really switched in and I was just like had fun on the sideline whatever I was relaxed on the sideline but once the third down hit it was like I'm locked in type yeah. of thing and you got hot baby you got hot three for three yeah so I and, and I was locked in I was just not hearing nobody behind by side of me everybody's giving me high fives or whatever before like let's go let's go but I was like not trying to be you know mean or nothing like that but I was just not responding because I was so locked in like okay I'm this is about to be fourth down territory and this might, it's going to be field goal range. So let's get like, you know, let's get this done. It's a business at the end of the day, like I said. So, um, but no, college ball definitely helped me prep for sure for the NFL, like no other, you know what I mean? Like I got this, like, I remember like throughout the season, I had this 24 hour rule, shout out to John Carney for sure putting me on this, but this 24 hour rule, which means no matter how good or how bad the game was, you got 24 hours to be happy or soak in your, in your sadness. But, you know, after 24 hours, you're on to the next week, you're on to the next game. So um, I think learning from him and uh, my coach and Coach Tavis, like giving them like, different and mental aspects was definitely helpful throughout the season. So, um, I, you know, I learned for I learned for like what worked for me and what didn't work for me. Um, so I learned how to self-coach. I mean, you were there, obviously, some like most of the time too, like, you know, giving us drills. But there'd be sometimes, you know, obviously another position out of, you know, like obviously there'd be other things on the field happening, kickers like myself, like I would be working by myself and I learned how to learn how to self-coach myself and to to evaluate myself and to be a critic, a good critic. Not, you know, sometimes it can be harder on yourself, but, you know, as a kicker, you need to really build yourself up as well. Yeah. Well, I think the the best thing a coach can do is give you guys, and I actually got this from Justin Fuente, who's a head coach of Virginia Tech, but is to give you guys the tools to be able to coach yourself, you know, and, yeah. and leave you better. So that's all I was ever trying to do, you know, and you got really good at that because there's time, you know, I wasn't on the sidelines for games. We could talk on the phone and stuff, but most of the time, you know, you handled that. Yeah. If you called me on the right phone or if we <laughs> We'd have the hardest time, man, figuring out which phone and Tony's calling and getting hung up on by coach hung up on by coach Grant. And yeah, but all right. So this is, this is our uh, rapid fire section. We have IG. I'm going to throw a question out to you and you have either a couple words or a sentence to uh, or sentence or two to answer these questions. You you go with that. Yeah, let's do it's it. actually, it's actually a new segment brought to you by the kickers Bible. Um, so <clears throat> Okay, it's a little bit about the training, you know, the training, getting ready for the NFL, uh, you know, the, whether it's a combine or your pro day. How have you been going about that? Uh, I know you worked with uh, John Cardi. What's what's one or two things that you think is really instrumental in preparing for the NFL draft and opportunities after that? Yoga. So you said a couple words. So yoga, um, hip mobility. So a lot of a lot of mobility, not just the hips, you know, um, your hamstring, your glutes, whatever. Um, but you know, you obviously our lower body and our upper body are important. But uh, a lot of yoga, core work, um, and obviously fast, you know, doing your fast twitch muscles, keeping your leg game ready. 
So whether that's, you know, dumbbell work, whether that's speed work, um, you know, doing stairs, you know, getting, make sure you're explosive still. So that's what I've been doing. I've, I've also been prioritizing recovery. So getting in that training room, getting the boots on, the compression boots, um, getting worked on by trainers, like, it's just like very, very, very important. So that all the training, the lifting you've been doing, that's been with John Carney working out with him. Yeah. So him. And then sometimes also like when I'd be back home, I'd go to Davis and I'd work out there um, and do some hip mobility and do some, you know, whether it's upper body, where I need to get my lower body, some rest. Um, but another thing that for kickers out there that for mental um, is journaling. So um, really being intentional about when you kick. So, when you go out there and do a session, after that, you come back, you write down, okay, what did I do? How did I do? What did I like? What I didn't like? And then how am I, how I'm going to change it? What I'm going to do to improve my, prove that what I didn't like. Well, and that kind of hits on too, for me, like that's how I wrote the Kicker's Bible is honestly just journaling and keeping notes. And, and, uh, and it kind of leads me into the next question, you know, can you discuss or can you tell me about any challenges you've faced as a kicker? and how you overcame them. It might have to do with journaling or it might be, you know, what did, what did you do to get over tough situations? Um, definitely journal. Um, you know, I had to, like I said, I had that 24 hour rule, but um, I just had to realize like, you know, I have, I have another game coming up. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think that that's like, you know, I think that just uh, finding that balance between all right, I'm going to be a good critic to myself. And then I'm also going to be hard on myself too. So, uh, but yeah, no, there's definitely sometimes I'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I'm struggling. You know, it's normal. Sometimes you're human. You're not going to be perfect. You know what I mean? You're going to struggle. You're going to be down on yourself. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you got to figure out, like you got to gather yourself a little bit and figure out, okay, center yourself, whether that's doing yoga, whether that's prayer, you know, staying, staying in my word. You know, for me personally, that was me, like, you know, obviously, you know, staying in touch with God and my relationship with him because he brought me a lot of peace, uh, a lot of confidence. You know what I mean? So um, I think that is like, you know, that's how I really overcame some hard times for sure. And then obviously having supportive a uh, person right next to me. And I can't even express to you how how beneficial it was to have like a loving, supportive wife right next to me, man. She's just been through it all with me. Um, so she just, you know, been just like, hey, you know, you're great. Like just kept on feeding me good thoughts, but sometimes she'll be real with me too. Like, yeah, you know, I see that you're a little jittery right there. You know what I mean? Like, and so, but you know, she's just been, she's been the best, you know, I, I can't even express to you how good she's been, you know, in, in this process and how, you know, supportive she's been, you know, going to all these camps with me. I'm not even playing with you. She's been going to these camps with me. She's going to these trainings. Like down, if I had to go to SoCal, she would, she would come with me because she works remote. So she would just be like, let's do it. Like, let's go. I'm with you. I'm with this journey. Like, let's do it. So it's been awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Nina. She's a, she's a real ride or die and she, she takes care of you. So she does. Is she in there? Is she in there uh, enjoying the episode too? No, she, uh, she was at a baby shower. So. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. That is, that's huge in that support though. Having that support system. Right. Um, and, and that makes a big impact. All right. Talk to me a little bit, switching gears a little bit. Who is Corey the Rocket Dog, and why do you show up on Corey the Rocket Dog's Instagram so much? <laughs> so, uh, Corey the Rocket Dog is a new tea retriever, tea retrieving dog. 
So say that five times fast. Yeah, tea retrieve dog. Yeah. So um they they so she no Corey is the obviously after kickoff, you know, the um the owner has like trained trained Corey to like go and retrieve the tea after kickoff. So every time I'm done kicking off and the and the 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 play's dead, you just see Corey running out, sprinting, grabs the tee, runs back to the sideline. Um obviously the dog before Corey was Pint. And he and Point Pint was just the long, like, you know, obviously a legend at Davis. Everybody knew who Pint was, straight legend. So I've actually I, got a pint uh, uh bobblehead it yeah, at home. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Um uh yeah, so no Pint was definitely uh, trained by the same trainer. Um, and then Pint ended up retiring, unfortunately. And so I was able to introduce the new T retrieving dog, which was Corey. And uh Corey was just awesome super friendly just the best i and so you obviously he got a lot of publicity and i appreciate Corey for the for a little bit of publicity on myself too because i was in pictures with Corey, so i, I appreciate him i appreciate Corey a lot it's almost like taking a picture with a with a star you know the, man everybody i was like oh snap i'm on uc davis like academic page like this, certified like everything so it was it was definitely fun. To, and I heard a rumor too that uh, you debuted in your in your last game a, a Corey sticker on your helmet. Was that is there any truth to that rumor? Yep. No, definitely some truth to that for is sure. That, is that NCAA sanctioned? Is that NCAA? I don't know, but I'm not NCAA anymore, so it's not <laughs> You didn't get any NIL money from from Corey. I had a, I had a for sure. Uh, you know, show some love to Corey. I yeah. mean. The trainer gave us some like a lot of stickers and stuff like that. So um I was like, I have to represent him. Yeah. Like no. he's like he's Corey's part of the specialist. Man, yeah. That's a that's a support dog right there. That's what helps you get through the hard times. Exactly. That's awesome. Well, and that kind of leads me to my next question too. How do you handle the pressure? We talked a little bit about this, but how do you handle the pressure of kicking in a high stakes uh, intense situation? Yeah. So um I keep myself loose on the sideline. Obviously, I mentioned that before, just being, you know, whether that's kind of like, you know, obviously you want to be serious. It's game time, right? Um, but sometimes, you know, people have fun on the sideline. We joke around a little bit, but we stay locked in at the same time. Um, but I think, yeah, but when third, like I said, too, like when third down comes around, like I'm on the sideline, I'm looking for my call, I'm looking for the signal, you know, field goal, and uh, and I'm, I'm locked in, though, so. Uh, but also just like when I go out there, I know it's like a, I mean, at the end of the day, every situation is the same. Every, not every situation, but every kick is the same. Nothing changes. Shout out to Coach Chavis telling me nothing ever changes. No matter how far you're back, obviously, like no matter where the kick's at, nothing changes. So um, going out there and, um, you know, having my one to two swing thoughts. And what I mean about that is like when I'm back in my stance or I'm setting up, I'm like, okay, smooth, smooth and explosive or something i would just have one or two swing thoughts whether it might just be smooth might be like okay slower jab step you know slower drive step you know or, or shorter jab step so like i would just have one to two swing thoughts something that doesn't overwhelm myself but something that reminds my body okay this is what we've been working on this is what you need to do type of thing because you don't want to go out there as a kicker you know this you don't want to go out there and be like, okay, I need to aim at the right post. I need to aim and I need to turn my foot in and then make sure my hips are through. And then I have to make sure the laces are out. Too much. Obviously, you don't have to make sure the laces, laces are out because the holder is part of that. But 
you know, you don't want to overwhelm yourself with too much information because then you lose sight of where, what you're doing out there. You lose sight, you lose focus. So I'm out there, you know, drown people out. Um, I pick my target. I step back. I step my steps over. One to two swing thoughts. That's, that's good. It. I do. I do love having, I like to call them mental cues, but yeah. swing thoughts and, and have something you can focus on. And that does help you get through some of those tough times. What do you hope to bring to an NFL team? Uh, and what's your goals for your professional career, Aji? Um, so I definitely hope to bring to an NFL team, you know, confidence, you know, reliability, uh, longevity, um, that no matter what the stakes are, that, you know, they can rely on me um, to, they can count on me and the field goal unit, you know, to perform and to be successful. So, um, and then um, to have a long career, that's my goal for, you know, obviously to have a long career in the NFL you know, it would just be a blessing. So that's definitely one of my goals. And then uh, obviously, you know, outside of that to use my NFL, um, my professional platform, you know, as a way to help others out, help others in need, you know, obviously help, unders um, you know, unprivileged uh, communities, underprivileged communities, underserved, underserved uh, communities, uh, maybe creating like a nonprofit. So uh, definitely something that I would, I'm very interested in, if, you know, um, when, when make it professionally, you know what I mean? Not in the, not when I say when it's not in the cocky way, but it's more, you got to believe it. You know what I mean? No so, question. Well, um, and as you, have you've shown, you've come so far from being a Juco guy to, you yeah. know, getting ranked by coach Zahner, uh, with a one a, which is, uh, an NFL ready field goal leg, which is impressive, man. So, um, you know, we know that scouts are noticing now and, or, or will be, in the coming time that you are a professional kicker and you will succeed at that level. So uh, one more question here. How do you, how have you been staying mentally and physically prepared during the uncertainty of the draft process? Cause you know, for kickers, a lot of them don't get drafted. So how do you, how do you stay level with all that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I continue to stay, you know, have a plan and be and stay ready. I guess I could say is like, you know, it's pretty simple, but you know, this it's in depth for me. Um, obviously like I touch base on a lot of things because a lot of these things play a, an important role in many parts of my life. So like I said, journaling, um, you know, like for me reading the word, like the Bible, like that's me. Like I, you know, I get into that word, whatever it is, something inspirational too as well. Um, and then staying prayed up. You know, obviously having that connection with, with God is like something that, like I said before, brings me a lot of peace. And then um, just reminding myself of this awesome experience, like too, like humbling myself, like just be to be able to even be in this position that not a lot of people, you know, that maybe some people don't have the opportunity to have be in this position. Like just reminding myself, like, I'm like, I'm just, and that bring it brings me so much joy. Like, and I'm very you know, blessed, like, you know, to be able to be in this position. I'm, I'm very grateful. I would say more grateful to be able to be in this position. You know what I mean? So I think just from uh, throughout this process, like I'm going to have fun with it. I'm doing the, I'm doing the right, you know, I'm taking the right steps. And then, you know, obviously I'll just like, you know, stay the course, stay on my, my, um, you know, my, I would say like routine, you know, stay on my consistent routine. And then obviously at the end of it, like reminding myself, like you are here. You know what I mean? Like you had a journey, like, you know, it's like continue to keep on that process of like, all I need is an opportunity. And, uh, 
you know, just be grateful that you're here. Like, you know, I mean, not, you know, like I said, um, but either way though, I bring, I bring like, you know, I remind myself because no matter what's going to happen, like I know that God has a plan and I know that I'm going to be happy at the end of the day, no matter what happens, you know what I mean? Like, you know, there could be a situation where I don't make it like, and that's just reality. You know what I mean? And, but, you know, obviously I believe that I will, but you know, some things may not play out and I'm, you know, obviously I have to, you know, obviously do something else for, you know, obviously to support um, my future family. So it's like, um, but I put myself in those, you know, scenarios, you know, and that's the part I say I stay ready because like you prep yourself mentally for these situations, you prep yourself like, you know, for these scenarios. Um, so obviously it could work. It definitely, I believe it could work. It will work out. You know, obviously I'll have a long career in the NFL again and professional, you know, kicking professionally. Um, but obviously if not, then I, I'm still going to be happy. And I, I really strongly believe that. Sure. That's why I think it, it plays such a big role of me. Like, okay, I'm just here and I'm having fun and I'm happy to be here. Type of thing. Yeah. And I, I think too, IG, of course your support system, like you said, goes a long way. Your connection with God your wife and your supportive family goes a long way. And then the opportunities that are out there. I mean, you got the NFL, you've got the CFL, you got the XFL now, and you got the USFL coming up. So you're going to get an opportunity. It's just a matter of time. Uh, And it's a, you know, it's a win. And I know that mentally you have what it takes to succeed at the next level. I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, final question here is actually one submitted by Tony Villarreal. It says, why does your mustache not connect and what are you going to do to change that? Hey, yo, listen. I don't believe that that was submitted. That's what it, <laughs> hey, that's just funny, what I'm reading funny, here. Okay, funny story though. Funny story. So back, so obviously said what he said about not being connected. That's a lie. Just two little hairs. They're just like, you can't see them from an eye point of view. You got to get real close up to see that they connect, right? So it's been a minute. My mustache grows from inside out or outside in. Okay. That's just how it works. I'm sorry. I haven't shaved it in a minute. Obviously I have hair to shave it. So respect me. Um, so I have hair to shave. So yeah, respect that little idea. But anyway, funny story back in the day, like it was one practice. I can't remember. Um, I pulled out. It was the same thing, maybe a little bit less thicker. And it was like, Tony goes, what, why? Is your mustache like that? Like, did you do that? I was like, what? He was like, bro, you're like, there's nothing in the middle. Did you just shave the middle? I was like, why would I do that? Yeah. Why would I spend time just to be like, you know what? I'm just going to keep this end and keep on shaving this middle. So appreciate you, Tony, for shouting me out and appreciate you for just putting me on blast. But, you know. Hey, you know what? Once you make it, that's going to be a look. Everyone's going to start shaving their mustache that way. You know what? I might start doing it just to support the cause. Hey man, let's get it clear. I don't shave the middle of my mustache. <laughs> no, hey. I believe I believe you. I believe you. I shave later today, probably now. No, it looks good, man. You keep it. You keep rocking, man. It's a. It's like uh, you know, the unibrow um guy on the Lakers. What's his name? Tony oh, Brown. No. Oh, no. A- Ad. Yeah, Ad. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So oh, that's your new word. that name. I know he's a big baller. So, but now, yeah. Uh, I mean, I know genetics my dad didn't grow have a beard until he was third in his 30s so i got some time i got some time to go you got time man you got time is there anything i'm gonna brace brace this baby face in this in this clear you know not hairy face so i'm gonna brace it you know 
that's a look, man. All you can do is wear it and be confident, and you do that. So, appreciate well, IG, I appreciate your time, man. I know you're a busy man. Uh, we love having you on. I'm so proud of everything you've accomplished, and I know that it's only up from here. You can see your career, your trajectory going up. Um, is there anything you got going on that you want to mention, uh, you know, business-wise, or anyone you want to thank, or any shout-outs? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I want to you know, thank my wife, Nina. Um, like I said at the beginning, you know, she's just been there for me throughout it all. So, and I can't thank her enough. So shout out to my wife, shout out to my family, uh, shout out to God, uh, for, you know, bringing me onto this podcast, giving me another day to live, be able to just, you know, to to be able to be on this podcast. I appreciate you for having me on this podcast, man. I think that, you know, like I, I mentioned some people that played a more major role in my life and my success, but you definitely in there as well. You know, I mean, be able to, you know, you put me on a lot of game and a lot of knowledge and, uh, you know, how to develop myself and how to get stronger. So I appreciate you and and in uh, the kicking game. So. Well, awesome, IG. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm super proud of you. I know you're going to do great things in whatever you choose to do. Um, so thank you for coming on the pod. That's been Isaiah Gomez, UC Davis kicker. and <laughs> A word from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by The Kicker's Bible. The Kicker's Bible. Ever wondered about how many kicks you should do during practice after pulling your quad multiple times? Repeatedly snapping the ball over your punter's head? Keep getting dumped by all your girlfriends for missing kicks. Well, we can't help with all those things. But for some of those, there's The Kicker's Bible. Proven training methods and secrets used by NFL specialists. Written by yours truly, Brett Arkellian. With over 20 NFL specialist accounts, including personal excerpts from record-setting and Hall of Fame specialists, David Akers and Shane Graham. If you are interested in any of these fantastic tips and excerpts discussed in this episode, visit IcemanKicking.com or go to my Twitter bio, Iceman underscore kicking.